You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, hey, welcome to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. I am Jerry here with my good friend and co-host Jacoby, where we're always having conversations about what really matters and how we are seeking success without sacrificing what matters most to us. And I am excited, super excited that we're interviewing Mike Fritz today. And what Mike means to me, you know, I don't know that I'll be able to express that because as you guys have kind of heard my story, I've been really on this personal growth for the last five to six years. And if I narrowed it all the way back to kind of where it started, Mike Fritz was there and we were both in two different, completely different spots in our life. And I met Mike, I was, uh, I've been a youth leader at our church for like 25 years and we were seeking out a speaker and I had uh, Pastor Joe Castaneda set up and something came up and he said, give this guy a call. I've never met him, but I've heard good things. And uh, Mike had been doing some speaking at a camp that we go to. So I called up Mike and Mike agreed to come speak to our middle school kids for the weekend. And I had no idea how much speakers were supposed to be get paid. And I'm sure I underpaid him. I think I, I paid him $300 for the whole weekend. Now, the great part about this, the great part about the story, the one thing that I remember the most is that when he got there and this is going to, this is going to play into how our lives are in way different places. So he pulled into the the camp, uh, the cabin we were at, and I started to walk outside because I wanted to let him know, you know, where to go. And I see him crawling over his seat to get out of his car because the car he was driving, the driver's side door was broke and he couldn't get out of it. And that was my introduction to, to Mike. And so oh, Mike, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh um, man, dude, that takes me back, brother. I, I remember that, that white Kia. Uh, the reason <laughs> that the door was that way was I was in Chicago and uh, I was getting I was trying to get to a flight and I parked in this parking lot and uh, to, to get a nap because I was traveling all over <laughs> And I, I woke up, the car was, the, the windows were all foggy and I drove and I didn't see a light pole and crushed my door so the door wouldn't open. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, and so those are the kinds of stories they don't tell you about being a road speaker is the night you wake up and the car's all frosty and you can't see anything. And so anyway, but, uh, but that was, uh, I remember that weekend, man. I remember that weekend up in, uh, up in Atlanta, Michigan. I didn't even know Atlanta, Michigan existed until I got an invite. Yeah. Uh, up and hang with you guys. So break it down. Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're at now. Uh, you don't need to get a ton into your story. We'll dive into that a little bit, but sure, give us kind sure. of the, the, you know, your little elevator pitch. Yeah, man. So uh, I was, uh, uh, I uh, had been, I was, I started off my whole working career in the 20, I started a construction business. Then I got called into ministry and I went, I was a pastor for seven years. And then after being a pastor, I started traveling around speaking at youth groups and then I became that kind of bled in 2012 into traveling the country and speaking to as many people. Then that kind of bled into the secular market where I was speaking to colleges and universities. And uh, and that uh, kind of grew. And that's how I met Jerry, by speaking at a couple of Christian camps. And then we got connected. 
And then, uh, then that all kind of came to a halt in 2016 when I uh, got into a partnership with uh, somebody I never should have been in a partnership with. And we'll talk about that a little bit today. And uh, that changed my life forever. And then launched me into more of a career towards uh, passive income and real estate, which is what I do now and helping people do the same. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a crazy journey, man. I, I look back and I'm like, I mean, back to the days of crawling over my seat because I couldn't get out of the car to uh, today, and so it's been a it's been a crazy journey, <laughs> and a crazy journey. But that's the that's the quick that's the quick version. So how Mike was kind of that pinnacle point for me in in my growth is that that weekend I met him, and I'd never met a pastor that like lived in the marketing world. I did like we were talking about you know Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer and Click Funnels and I was in the midst of writing my book. You had just finished a book. Yeah. And yep. so you're the one that tipped me off on create space, which was Amazon's uh, self-publishing tool. And so yeah. I was able to, to publish the book that year based on that. And then the one key thing, a lot of you guys have heard me talk or heard Jacoby and I talk about Kevin Ward and you are the one that put me on to Kevin. Cause I think you were in a coaching program with him and you said, Hey, you need to check this guy out. He's up and coming. He's not, you know, at that time, he wasn't one of the big names. He goes, but this guy is solid, solid, and you need to check him out. And that's how I started looking at Kevin and ended up coaching with Kevin for multiple years in his inner circle. And he is top five influential men in my life and in my growth journey for sure. Yeah, he's a, yeah, I met Kevin 2014, an event we both sat front row. And that was back when he was just launching Yes Masters. It had just launched like six, seven months earlier back when his challenge was a fraction of what um, he charges now because he just was just, just starting. Yeah. And, uh, but he, but he, uh, but Kevin, the, the difference of Kevin and what I've learned from Kevin over the years is that I have never met anybody. And I mean this to this day that invests more in himself than Kevin Ward. Never, never met one single person, including me. And so he, he invests more in himself than anybody I've ever met and watching what his business has done over nine years or not, not even maybe seven years is it reflects that. And so he's got multiple, he's got six figure follower on YouTube and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's truly a beast, but he's had a ma massive impact on my life as well. He's, I would consider him my personal development coach because he's, he's had such an impact on me. So I, yeah, that was a, that's a great, that's a great person to be in the, in the, in the, in the room with. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been, it's been awesome to see because you, you two guys are perfect examples of you get into a program like that, where it's not just business. It's more than that. It's more multifaceted than just making money. And I mean, you two guys are perfect examples of being in groups like that transform lives. For sure. For sure. Yep. And uh, so let's, uh, let's get back into, I guess we could probably start in that, uh, you know, 2012, 2013. Cause I, uh, I've just appreciated watching your story and uh, let's just kind of start to go through it. But the first question uh, that we always ask every one of our guests is what does success without sacrifice mean to you? And for us, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to be successful without sacrificing because uh, there's going to be things you're going to have to sacrifice. But what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. I love the name of your mission in here and the podcast, because I think so many people assume that it's either one or the other. You know, I've heard, 
you know, I was at a, I was at an event and I'm hearing uh, a Robert Hershevac, who's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. If you don't know who that is, um, speak, and he was talking about working, you know, 90 hours a week because he's just addicted to the grind. And you hear a lot of these influencers that are working high, high, high hours, and and it, it's easy to see people at that range and think that's what it takes to get there. And um, and I just don't believe that. So for me, success is the the idea that. I set three goals a year, health, wealth, and relationships. So I set a goal in each category each year. And so to me, success is where I'm truly succeeding in all three of those. Because here's the thing what I've realized. I don't have to worry about sacrifice if I'm succeeding in all three of those. Because all three of those balance me out. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, health, wealth, and relationships for me. Health is obviously my physical body, making sure I'm taking care of my myself. Wealth is my financial picture. Relationships is both God and my and my my bride primarily. Um, and so, and then of course my family relationships. So what I've realized is if I am pursuing those three categories, I I feel whatever the word balanced means. I, I some days I'm working all on my business, and Leanne and I hardly talk. Other days we take time, and it's just us. You know, we're getting ready to take a a trip up to Sedona and hang out Sedona for 10, 10 days and just do nothing but but plan for 2022. So the whole point is, is that for me, success is 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 aiming at the three goals that I have because those three goals tend to tend to make sure as long as I'm pursuing those three goals that that one doesn't sacrifice, if you will. So for me, it's living toward it's leaning into those three goals in those three categories. Nice. And then uh so you you guys are heading down for 10 days to it kind of the primary will be to, to break those down for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what we do every year, and I actually got this idea from you, Jerry, um, ironically is I, uh, I have it on my, the desktop, of my computer, I have a, uh, like a brochure that I fold out. And I think uh, that was a, that might even be a Kevin Ward thing. That's a Kevin know. Ward thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Kevin Ward thing. And I got that idea for you. We had a meeting one time and you pulled this thing out. I'm like, Oh, that's a cool idea. A physical thing you can carry around that has your goals on it. So when you fold it out, the three columns are health, wealth, and relationships for me. And, uh, and then, and then I, I carry that thing around. So when we go to, you know, when we go away at the first of the year, or we always take a trip between Christmas and new year's and go away. And we, that's what we're doing. We're, what does next year look like? Where do we want to accomplish? And what's been interesting over the last, you know, three years is, you know, financial has uh, been moving very, very well in the right direction. Relationships are moving well in the right direction. Health has been really weak. So this next year, I'm going to really focus heavier there because I see it impacting the other two areas more than I want it to. And so it's good. To, that's, that's what I mean about for me, success without sacrifice is living in those three Thing. So when we go away, yeah, we're talking about what does it look like and what is it, what is this? And how do, how do you, what, what, for us, success is reaching those goals in those three areas. And so, yeah, when we go away, that's what we're talking about. So we usually bring a stack of books and, and, you know, a journal, and then we create that. So now you're not just saying health is uh, going to be on the list because, you know, you're spending 10 days with Leanne, right? No, health <laughs> is there. She's had more impact on my health than anybody else because anybody that doesn't know my wife, she's yeah. a naturopathic doctor. And she's, yeah. she's, uh, she's, you know, one of the most disciplined. She is the most disciplined eater I've ever met in my life. She, 10 years ago, she decided to go raw vegan and went raw vegan for five years and then decided to start instituting a few more like steamed foods and like vegetables and rice and beans back into her diet. But 
I've never seen her break it in over 11 years. Never I think that's why you like hanging out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get I, to it break yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I know I, I, it's like cheat meal doesn't even exist to her. She's like, what is that? I've never, she's never, she's never done that in 11 years. So hanging out with her is, is both inspiring and daunting. It, and so, it was about four years ago. You, you connected me with her when my son got diagnosed with celiac mm. and I got on the phone with her and like, celiac like we're here and celiac's here and then leanne was like like my mind was just like i can't even think i mean she just she wanted me to change like so much like it just yeah. it, like i just kind of like shut down yeah it's, <laughs> it a, lot. Crazy. it's a lot for yeah. sure for sure for sure she's Absolutely. awesome though she's a, just a sweetheart I think it's awesome that you got um, you got the three focuses you have here, right? We it's crazy because our last conversations is just like it's about uh, work life integration, and then whenever we do these interviews, anybody who's successful they know exactly what they want. You know what I mean? And so it's True. very clear that you know you know where you want to be at and where you want to go. And I could tell just how you're talking and you've kind of categorized things out very well. That's kind of one one of the uh, things that I see between everybody that we interview here, I'm interested to hear more because I don't actually know a ton of your story. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how you got to, got to this point. Like our relationship came in because, you know, I'm in, I'm in one of your programs as far to me, you're the multifamily guy, you know? And right. so it's, it's cool to be on this side because normally folks, we, we interview Jerry's, you know, I'm, he's just kind of being introduced to them. And yeah. so on this one, I'm, I'm really interested to hear your backstory and, and kind of, you know, where you've come from, because I look at you and I'm like, man, he's, he's a multifamily guru. You know what I mean? Like you're the guy who could take me where I want to go, which is no multifamily properties to, you know, where, where I'm looking at for my goals. And so I'm going to let Jerry kind of direct this one or you guys, but yeah, I want to know a little bit more like how you got to, got to this point. Sure. Absolutely. So so I always had a dream of traveling the country and speaking. That was, that's been my dream for years. Like I used to see people that travel the country and spoke to people and primarily, man, I don't know, you know, who's, who's listening in, but I have a firm belief that, you know, God places gifts inside of all of us. And the one thing that he placed within me was the ability to communicate. And so I, I wanted to leverage that gift and I loved speaking. I even did stand up for a while where I, uh, I, I honed my craft in front of people and made, you know, used my humor to connect with people. And I, I loved being in front of people. And so I always just wanted to travel the country and do that full time. So in 2012, I hired a coach, the first coach I ever paid and charged 15,000. I literally thought that that was like, he wanted to, I, I felt like he asked me to like sell my house and my soul. And so like, but now, now today I'm like, you know, programs that cost that much, <laughs> that's a dime a dozen, right? They're all that much. But that being said, so in 2012, I decided to, to do this. I was teaching at the time, making $37,000 a year of pre-tax income. So I was probably bringing home, I don't know, maybe 2,500 bucks a month. I was killing it, obviously. and. Uh, and I decided to, uh, my school kind of let me travel and speak a little bit. And then I decided to uh, go full time. They, they The next year, they're like, we really need you to be here or there. And so I decided, as uh, Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, burn all bridges of retreat. And uh, so I burned the bridge of retreat and decided to go out. I had one speaking gig on the calendar for four or 500 bucks at that time. So I, I'm like, it's time to, time to sink or swim, right? And so I went out and I just started. That's why I got into marketing, as Jerry mentioned earlier, because I realized that speaking was, 
yeah, it's about mission, but that's only after you get booked. <laughs> and so, and so it's not about mission before you get booked. In fact, a lot of people out there saying, you know, just, you know, you know, have a dream, follow your passion. Well, if you don't market, your passion will live inside you. <laughs> you know? And so it'll, it'll die. And so I, I, I learned early on, man, connecting with people and marketing and, and so even today I'm in real estate space, I use a lot of more. I mean, I, I essentially live in the marketing space, um, how I find deals and find money, et cetera. And so, but back then I really want to, so I did it and I started getting more busy and more busy and more busy. And I, I would consider 2013 ish. I was a full-time speaker, not making very much money, but making enough money to at least stay above water. And, um, and then 2014, and I began to grow that. And I was continually speaking and continually growing that speaking business to, to, to 2015, where I launched a platform um, that taught speakers. So I, I essentially was what Kevin Ward was to real estate agents. I wanted to become the speakers. So I wanted to help speakers grow their platform and get booked. And so I launched a brand and started teaching people how to get booked to speak, how to build a brand to speak, how to connect with the coordinators, the book speakers, and, uh, and had my very first event, my very first event. And I, I made, I think I made at my very first event, I made like $48,000 at that first event. Now for me, I'd never made that in a weekend in my lifetime. So I'm like, I'm sold. I'm going to keep crushing this and keep growing this thing. Well, I had somebody approach me and said, Hey, why don't, you know, somebody owned another event and I owned magnetic speaker. And they said, why don't we, why don't I, he first offered to buy my, buy my, my brand by the speaking business, the speaking training business. And I said, no, I don't want to sell it. So why don't we partner? I've got an event, you've got an event, and we'll start running events together. Uh, without doing my due diligence, I let you talk about success without sacrifice. At that point, money was the only goal. Health and relationships weren't on the on the on the brochure, if you will. Money was only the only thing. And so I I I, I saw a lot of red flags as I was building the partnership with this guy and, and walking up to signing the contract, but I didn't I didn't really I, I didn't listen to my gut because I just saw money and partnered with this person. And long story short, we ended up having a, a nasty falling out to the point where I was young and naive and I didn't know when you signed a contract. I should have had my own personal attorney look at it. I didn't. And when we signed that contract, he wrote a small $47 check to the company that transferred shares. I didn't read the fine print that told me I needed to do the same. And so mm -hmm. one day comes up and I actually don't own any of the company. Wow. And so I walk into an office and he says, you're done. And I had three people uh, take it. Well, when I walked out, they took, they confiscated my computer and they escorted me out of the building. And I lost my, all the brand I built. I lost, I, I was sitting across, I went across to my apartment. I was in my apartment. Leanne was actually gone. I was sitting in there. I would brand gone. I was kicked out of the industry for, uh, for a year on a one year non-compete. And I had $2,000 in the bank. That was my life in 2016, 17, 2017. So those of you that are out there that are listening to this and are in a tough spot, it doesn't take a long time to shift. It doesn't take a long time, but it does take some, some strategy. And I, so the only thing I knew was speaking. So I went back to it. That's all I knew. That's all I could. I, and, and that didn't violate my non-compete. I couldn't train speakers, but I could speak. And so I launched, I, I did another speaking business and started connecting coordinator, uh, con contacting coordinators that I had spoken for in the past and started trying to fill my schedule again and did start to fill my schedule again. And until uh, 2020, when COVID visited us. And uh, what a lot of people don't know about me as multifamily is 
I am in multifamily because of COVID full-time. COVID took away my speaking business overnight, right? And so I started, and, and I'm not a virtual guy. I'm not just, that's not my thing is to sit on a computer and talk. I want to be with people. And so in 2000, I walked into 2020 with 13 units. I had a couple duplexes and, you know, I'd bought a few over the years just as a third income. And to 18 months later, having, uh, we just went under contract that put us over 400. And so, and so that being said, I had, but I had 39 speaking gigs uh, be taken off the calendar overnight. So I was done. No income moving forward. And yeah, so where were you uh, on your speaking business? What were, what was the, like, like how many nights a week were you traveling? How many speaking? So gigs? yeah, who were you, who were you targeting first? Yeah. So that was all colleges, essentially all colleges and university on leadership and student engagement. I was teaching people how to engage. And then youth groups would bring me in teaching youth leaders, how to engage their youth groups, et cetera, et cetera. So it was all around engagement. And I was probably speaking six to eight times a month. And so, but that doesn't sound like much, but you, usually you've got a day on the front and a day on the back of travel. So that's essentially half of the month ish I was gone. And so, and so that's what, that's how that, that scales out. So it was about half the month, but when I was in at the, at the, the business in 2016, when you talk about sacrifice, the, that's when I really got that specific situation completely ripped away the pursuit of money. And now I, I pursue, I pursue fulfillment because in that, in that moment, I, I had it all taken away. And I was spending about 25 days a month apart from my wife during that eight, 16 to 17 months period. And it's my, I was, I, I weighed 213 pounds, which for my body frame, I've, I'm 40 pounds lighter than that now. And so that being said, I, everything that was important, I wasn't going to church very much, a former pastor speaking to youth groups, not going to church much. Cause I was working so much, all that stuff just piled up into a, a life I hated then went back into speaking. And so, yeah, I was gone about half the month uh, traveling. Now this time my wife came with me on a lot of those and uh, I'm, you know, and so she traveled with me some of that. So it wasn't all apart. You know what I mean? And integrate into there. I'm sure Jacoby uh, has some questions to come back to, especially the partnership breakup, but integrate how, because the one thing that I've seen you do is you've moved a couple times. Yeah. And, and like a couple of the moves, or well, one of the moves was, like it just threw me off, like just as an outsider looking in. So talk to me about like, like those moves, because that was a big thing because Leanne's got a business from where you're from. And uh, talking about physical move from state to state. Yeah. For, yeah. Your moves. So, yeah. Your physical, you know, where you were okay. living. Yeah. So, so good. So I was in Massachusetts when the, the blow up happened and then, um, and then I came to, um, I came to Cincinnati and the reason I moved to Cincinnati was uh, my brother-in-law uh, and sister-in-law lived there and they had, they had a, a guest area and I, and my wife and I basically lived there because we were, I didn't have any money. And so in 2016, or 2017, so we moved to Cincinnati because of that. And, uh, and we wanted to be, you know, closer to family and get off the East coast, et cetera. And so I moved there just to, just to kind of get back and heal. Um, I was still in the middle of a lawsuit. So again, all that money gone. Plus, by the way, I didn't even tell you the worst part about that scenario. I go home and, uh, you know, I was, you know, as you're working, you know, how you back up your files, you know, I backed up all of our files throughout the business. And after I got, you know, let go or walked out of the building, I didn't even think, you know, I had a hard drive with some of our files on it. Two days later, I got sued on nine counts of computer fraud in federal court because Whoa. I, uh, 
for file theft. And so I had somebody knock on my door. You've been served a stack of papers about an inch deep on nine counts of computer fraud in federal court for file theft. And so uh, my, I, of course, I didn't sleep that night. I was, you know, about throwing, ready to throw up. So I called, uh, I called an attorney, literally, I, I've never hired an attorney in my life. I don't even know who to call. And I'm in a city that I'm pretty new to. And uh, I call an attorney, get them all the stuff and we start the path. So with the money I had left, I had to put them on a credit card. So I didn't have any money to pay him. And, um, and so all of that piled up to, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way. There's got to be something better. There's got to be a better way to pursue significance than this and pursue impact. I'm curious, uh, like in that time frame of leaving Massachusetts, going to Cincinnati, all that stress piling on you. I know you're like a big personal growth guy. Like who were you leaning on? Yeah, that's a great question. So I had a couple friends. Kevin was one of them. I had a couple friends that I connected with deeply. I had a, uh, him and I have a friend out of Boston, uh, Brad, that I connect with a business guy that he just was big personal development guy as well that just was, you know, helping me think through it. And, you know, one of the things he said to me that helped me is he said, nobody in business that's truly grown something successful to the, to the level you want to hasn't gone through something like this. Maybe it's not the exact same thing, but you know, the old statement of the best way to make two million is lose your first quickly is is because it's it's going to happen. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, you think about the big business owners, how many law? I mean, they have full time attorneys because they're in lawsuits 100 percent of the time. They're always in something. Well, I heard, I, I heard Russell Brunson say one time he doesn't want to partner with you if you haven't gone through your first bankruptcy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> because that that changes this shapes mm-hmm. the way you look at problems and scenario. It totally does. And um, it, it totally does. He's 100% right. And so then when I moved back here or to, to, to Ohio, I started, you know, I started thinking, okay, what's, what's next? That was kind of the place to get into a quiet space and start to heal. And then, you know, we did, you know, a couple other small shifts and then we ended up moving out to Phoenix where we live now. Whenever you say these, those types of things shape the way you, the way you think and the way you do things as you're telling this story, man, like you're, this is a great, this is like an awesome story. I've only known, well, I've heard about you a ton from Jerry, but now that I've like, I'm getting to know you, I've like, we're doing coaching calls and stuff together. This is all making sense. Cause I, I'm always thinking like, how do I gain the skills that someone else has in order to get to the success that they've come to. Right. And so as I hear you talk, like analyzing properties and doing that thing, this is, this fully connects with me. I'm like, this is why, and this is why you can find those little details that other people probably can't find because you had, you know, one little clause in there that said you needed to transfer shares or whatever. And I'm sure that's probably burned if we cut your brain open i'm sure that's probably burned in your brain somewhere you know and so it's really awesome to see to kind of see that uh and oftentimes like the curse is usually the gift right so yeah as i look at you i'm seeing that's why you are the way you are you know well i i i think that is what you just said the curse is often the blessing in the middle of it the storm never feels like the sun right and so it it feels like you're getting beat to death and oftentimes we are but that that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me uh, in business had that not happened and i was still going down that i would my life would be in even more ruin that was the greatest gift god gave me it broke it off 
it clipped the whole thing off. Yes, it was painful, but it, I think, you know, that's what had to happen, not only to, to stop it, but also to say, hey, this is, I want you to go in a different direction. So absolutely, that is that is 100% true. <laughs> that curse blessing uh, dynamic is is hard to swallow, but but it it just is what it is. And I think sometimes, you know, Martin Luther King said adversity is the best university. And I think that it's, it, that, 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 that's, that's real cute cross stitched on a pillow, but when you're in the middle of it, that ain't, that ain't cute. And it, but it's true. Right. And, and so, you know, I mean, it just, it starts to, you know, shape how you, how you think about things. And, you know, I don't, I mean, for me now, it's more about impact than, than money. And I make a lot more money doing that. <laughs> so I got a burning, burning question now then. So when that happens, I just had a coach tell me like, he was like, seek failures, basically what he said. And I've never had anybody tell me that. And so like, my mind is still blown over it. But for you, like when that happened, what drove you to overcome? Because the, it's not the fact that you have a failure. It's the fact that you actually overcome the failure and what you do with it. So in that, like, if you can go back to that time, what drove you to want to overcome or like, why are you where you're at now? Yeah. So a couple things. One was I, I, I felt like in the moment, I felt like I didn't have a choice. I'm like, okay, well, bills are coming and I, whether it's working at a gas station or starting a speaking business, I got to do something. I mean, I can't, I can't stay in the mud. That's not gonna, that's not gonna serve me, but it's also the internal belief that I do believe things happen for our good. And so it's also just, you know what? And you know what? Here's the thing. I created that. And so I can't look at anybody else and blame it. I created that. I'm the reason that happened. Not anybody else. It, it's me. So if I'm the reason that happened, I can be the reason it never happens again. And I can be the reason anything else happens. So I'm the reason 2016, 2017 happened. I'm 100% the, you know, at fault. It wasn't like, you know, some people, you know, they're late to work and then they get fired and they're like, God, why'd you let this happen? It's like, well, show up to work on time. And, uh, and, and so it's same thing with me. Like it's, I, I'm, I went over and over and over again. And it's like, dude, I did this. I, I was the one ignoring the red flags and I was the one that created this. And so part of it is there's hope in accepting a hundred percent of the responsibility for exactly how your life is. There's a lot of hope in that because you can 100% change it. But if it's everybody else's fault, if it's because he took advantage of me or he's an evil person or he, 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 I can't control he. And uh, and so, but if I take 100%, then Mike, you got yourself into this mess. It's 100% your fault. Now I have hope. And so to me, I'm like, just take it all, man. Just own it all. I mean, if your marriage is in shambles, own it. Own 100%. If, if, if 32% is your fault, own 100% of the 32% and change. We just, I mean, just got to own 100% of it. So for me, I'm like, stepping back and go, dude, you created this. Against your wife's counsel, by the way. My wife said, babe, I don't feel oh, good about this. Ouch. I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good. I don't feel like this is the right path. I don't feel good about this. I'm so I support you, but I just have something that doesn't feel right. And she, of course, her gut's a lot more in tune than mine is. And so... So maybe that was the Lord looking out for you that she wasn't in the apartment when you went back there. Oh, yeah. yeah, seriously. seriously. I called her. I still remember the phone call. I called her and I'm like, you ain't even going to believe what happened. And so, you know, she could have, I told you so, but you know, but she, she was like, you know what, we'll figure it out. But it, it's one of those things that, that it was, uh, it was, it was, it, it was, it was one of those things that just, it, it changes everything you see about everything. In fact, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the landmark 
work, a landmark forum or the landmark company. They do a lot of personal development. And uh, I, I took some of their forums this year. And it was just this year where I was able to really release the bitterness uh, this is, of that situation. So Jacoby and I are chuckling. I'd never heard of Landmark before. Jacoby uh, hired a coach last week who used to coach for Landmark for 10 years. I met with him Monday and I have a second meeting with him Thursday. And so, and it's all this uh, mindset stuff, you know, it's all this oh, totally. like just crazy, you know, let's get a hold of the mindset and totally. it's just fun. I mean, Jacoby and I were sitting there chuckling when you said landmark, cause that's exactly yeah. what it was. Never totally. heard of landmark before. And now landmark just shows up everywhere. And, oh dude, it's the same thing with me. I had never heard of it. Leanne asked one of her friends, Hey, what's a good personal development thing you know of? And she says, well, I would try landmark. So we tried it. And then, Ever after that, I don't know what it is. I was playing golf and guys like, have you ever heard of Landmark? And Landmark started coming up. It's same thing happened to me, but it is one of those, those things that you go through and it's like, it is transformative because it changes the way you see things. But my point in saying that is it changed. It, it, since that happened every morning I woke up and I mean, every morning, the first thing on my mind was that situation for years. Meaning I just, mm. I, 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 bitterness and frustration and anger until this year when I was, I took some landmark stuff and I was able to, to, to start to, to free that. And now I'm like, you know what, you know, the guy certainly needs help, but I, uh, but, but it's, it's, I'm free. so much more freedom in that. Right. And so again, to all of your point, whether it's landmark or Kevin or anybody got to work upstairs before you ever could build a house. Right. I want to go back to when we, when you're talking about when you uh, had that meeting, and uh, they booted you, you went back to the apartment and because, you know, everybody's in one of those, everybody finds themselves in that spot at some point, um, yeah. whether it's like a health diagnosis or a job or, you know, like even yesterday the you know, like comes out that better.com laid off 15% of their employees and they, you know, they got that zoom call. And so like everybody, we, we all find ourselves in that moment. Um, and whether you did it right or wrong, how long did you sit in those feelings and that emotion before you, you know, like, uh, you know, pulled your, your boots back up and, and got back to work heading in a direction? Yeah. So, so here is the thing about me. I am a very fast pivoter. Like, like by nature, it's not like something, Hey, you know, I'm so good. It's not that kind of thing. I, 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 it's just something that that's just one of the things I do is I pivot quickly. I start things like my speed of implementation is my greatest skill and my greatest weakness because it's cost me more money than anything else in my business. Cause I'll implement something seven times, mess it up seven times to get it right. The eighth time before somebody else has started it the first time. But it's made me more money than anything else as well and, and, and grown my life more than anything else as well. And it's made me way more than it's ever lost. Well, so it's speed. how you went from it's how you went from 13 units right. to 400 units in 18 months. Exactly. Yeah. It's because like speed is my thing. Like it's one of my everybody's got a superpower. Some people can connect with people like that or some people just see the numbers and can build teams. Mine is I, I, I'm a quick, I'm a speedy guy. So when it happened, it was two days later and I was building my speaking website, yeah. you know, cause to me, I'm just like, it's time to go. And quite frankly, I hated what happened, but in that moment, I just had like the weight of the world lifted off me. Like, yeah. Now again, remember it was 48 hours later. Then I got the lawsuit that, that changed everything. But, but for right away, I'm just like, 
I'm free to do whatever I want. Like the whole world is, is open to me now, you know? And so in some ways it was, it was awesome. And other ways it, you know, of course it, you know, ran me over, but so it was quick for me. Um, and this is one of the things that I, different people process differently. My wife and I process at different speeds. And so sometimes, you know, people can just sit and process it and that helps. I have found for me, the faster I, I act and do the, the better I'm moving forward. I feel better about the situation through movement. Other people process and that's how they heal. Me, I process by action and heal by action. And so, so that's what I, and I, I would tell anybody, if you're about to go, you know, prepare, what are the three things you're going to do when you get ran over by something? You know, I'm going to call so-and-so I'm going to, I'm going to write out my next few days, you know, have something to do. It's the idea that you're either, you know, I mean, trials will come. That's just part of life and prepare for them beforehand gives you the idea. Now I didn't prepare beforehand, but going back now, now I, now I, I now I am prepared. But with that being said, I would just, I, I, I like to act quickly and I would encourage everybody to, to do something quickly so that your brain knows that this isn't over. You're just, this is just a pivot. And what about the emotion of, uh, cause I know you're really proud of magnetic speaker you know, that brand and the, you know, because, you know, you started with a, a, a solid, solid mission, even though you might've got distracted by the money. Like, how was that for you? Like the, the emotion of losing everything that you, that you had done, that you'd built. Hard, hard, real hard. You know, I built it, you know, it was my blood, sweat and tears. You know, I owned that domain, which is not an easy domain to, to get. And yeah, it was hard. That was, that was, that was probably the hardest part, but then I realized what it was. Like, what was that brand? What is any brand that is in the service industry? It's a person. And so to me, I'm like, whether I call it that or call it, you know, get, you know, speak now, it doesn't matter. It's, it's still me. And so, so it was really hard because I had spent so much time building it. But then I'm like, I don't know that it's as hard as, as it, uh, I don't know that it's as hard as, I don't know that it was as hard as I made it feel, but in the moment, it was very hard, man. You build something and then it goes away, right? Um, which by the way, that in and of itself, I look back to my coaching of speakers, way, way, way less success as a coach than I have as a real estate coach. Way, way, way less success. Because again, I, I think I was still in a domain that I wasn't, that, that, really wasn't my domain. Now I am in my domain. And so it's, it's kind of like it's it, even back then I look at the, the, the success I had for my clients is way less back then than I have even in my real estate coaching. And so it's one of those things where it, it's still a, a redirect to something much better, but, but yeah, it's one of those things that you've got to, you, you, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to prep people for the, the storm, but I do know that if you just have an internal belief that it is for your good and to strengthen you, it changes the way you walk through it. I, at least for, for, uh, it, it, it does for me now, then it didn't, cause I didn't have that mindset. I think that's really good. Mindset is like key, key, key. So I want to kind of transition. If people that are listening on the podcast, uh, Mike has a hat on that says MF CEO on it which, you know, I think, I think Mike's the real MF CEO. I'm sure other people have heard of the other MF CEO, but it stands for multifamily CEO. So how did you even get into real estate? And then why are you doing multifamily stuff? Like, let's go down that journey a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
So ironically, I grew up with my parents owning five rental properties, two duplexes and one house my whole life. So I watched my parents have a few rental properties and I watched the benefit of that. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. In fact, they bought our house that I grew up in, in Southwest Michigan. They bought our house and it had a little 500 square foot house on the, the property that they rented out and that essentially paid their mortgage payment. So I grew up kind of seeing the power of real estate and rental property. I did not know how to run it correctly. And, and so most of the people in my family had anywhere from five to maybe 13, 15 units uh, because they self-manage and they do all the work themselves. So when I got married, my wife and I got married at 20, we got married really young. I, uh, you know, you don't have any credit when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. And so, but I was a builder, I was a full-time builder, had my building license. So I went to my dad and mom and I said, hey, would you guys co-sign, help me get a construction loan so that I can build a duplex. So I built a duplex at 20 years old and lived in half, rented the other half out. So right when we got married, about a year later, my wife and I moved into a brand new place, rented out the other side, we lived in it for a hundred bucks a month. And so I, it real estate's always kind of been part of my DNA. Um, and then, uh, then I went to college, sold off my real estate and went to college to be a pastor, then come back 32 years old. We bought, an, bought another duplex when I was teaching, lived in half, rented the other half out. By the way, the reason we house hacked is we couldn't afford rent couldn't afford a mortgage payment. And I'm, I'm dead serious. We couldn't afford five, six, $700 a month for, I'm like, I don't know how people do this. And so making the kind of money I was making. And so, so we, uh, we bought, bought a duplex, rent half the other half out. Then one of my aunts was getting rid of one of her duplexes. So we, my, uh, we bought that one. And uh, I had a W2 job at the time, which if you know anything about banks, they love W2s. So I, I had, then I had two duplexes. Then a third three unit came up for sale, a land contract in, uh, I found it on Craigslist. Actually, my wife found it on Craigslist. And so we land contractor, we bought that one. And so we had, you know, we had a few units floating around. I just, you know, every year or two, I'd buy another one or we'd get another one. And I always wanted to grow this. I'm like, how in the world do you grow? Like, how do you make this like blow up? Because I could see the passive income is, is where it's at. Like, how do you make this? This really, really happened. So I did what you just mentioned a minute ago, Jacoby. I hired a coach. I went on a real estate tour and hired a coach. And um, and he started, like, I, I remember, I, I'm like, I want to start buying real estate, but I don't have the capital. And he says, well, why don't you raise private money? I'm like, dude, that's a great idea. What's private money? And uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and so I, I mean, I, I had no idea what private He's like, raise private money. I'm like, what the heck is that? He's like, no, you have like everyday Sue's and Joe's and Bob's down the street that have capital to invest in your deals. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like people are just going to give you money for real estate. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And uh, now that's how we built our entire company. In fact, uh, so the, the, the quick stories in 2008, 2009, when I was making $37,000 a year as a teacher, there was an 18 unit apartment building that came up for sale in Southwest Michigan for $184,000 <laughs> back in the crash, 184 grand, 18 units. Well, they wanted 20% down, which was like 35, 37,000. Well, you might as well ask me for a million. That's like what I made in a year. I'm like 37 grand. Dude. I remember saying to Leanne, I'm like, who in the heck has that kind of money in the bank? I remember saying that to her. <laughs> and now, and, uh, and, and so we, we couldn't buy it. We moved on last year. That property sold for 1.3 million. And so uh, the power of this system has uh, it, it's pain, it's both painful and, and, and powerful. And so, so I walked into 2020 with 13 units. We had kind of accumulated from over eight years, it took me eight years to get 13 units. 
And so when 2020 hit and then COVID hit, my speaking business went away. And I turned to Leanne, I said, what if I just go full-time real estate? I just do this. And she says, how are you going to make money? I mean, because you buy a property, that's great, but then it only makes you a few hundred dollars a month. How are you actually going to scale it up to the point where you're actually growing this? So I hired a coach. I, I said, let's, let's figure this out. And I found out how to raise private money and structure deals. And then I... I started talking to people about raising capital and started buying multifamily buildings. And then people started asking me, how was I doing it? And then that launched Multifamily CEO, which is a training platform that helps people invest in multifamily property, create passive income using other people's money. If they want to use their own money, that's fine. But really we help people leverage other people's money so that they don't, so, because the reason we've been able to grow is if I was doing this all with my own money, I'd have bought another five, 10 units last year. And that'd been it. But leveraging other people's money, you get to grow way past. You can grow. You can grow as big as you want to grow, and so, and so, yeah. So now, multifamily CEO is really our passion: teaching people how to find deals, find money in the multifamily space, so that they can create passive income. And we teach them even how to charge fees when they do their deal, so they can replace their income doing just a couple of deals a year, depending on the size, depending on how much they're making. And so, um, so that's the. That's how we're here. And now our goal is to help 10,000 people get a piece of multifamily real estate. That whole fee thing, when we met last time, that was one of those deals. Like I remember in 2018, I went to an event with uh, Kent Clothier, Real Estate Worldwide, walked out of the lobby. It was the very first break, 10 o'clock in the morning on the first day with Jacoby. I walk out and I'm like, what is wholesaling? Like, I mean, I've been in real estate five years, didn't even know what wholesaling was. So it was one of those, but when I met with you and you said, oh yeah, and so we're we're structured this deal and yeah, I'm getting like a $35,000 fee to put the deal together. So at closing, I get 35 grand on the real estate that I'm buying. I was like, like what? Like that was another yeah. one of those, like I, I just love real estate because those little nuggets pop up all the time and how, how powerful real estate can be. And so the, fun, the fun thing I like about that is you get that fee on the front end and on the back end, when you refinance or sell it, you get that fee again and you keep anywhere from 20 to 30% of your equity, of the equity of the deal. And your investors are still gonna make anywhere from 13 to 19%. So it is a win every which way. And that's why that's why going full-time real estate, I just I didn't know that you could actually charge those fees. And once I found out about fees, I'm like, oh, you can actually keep the lights on doing a few deals a year. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. The thing, the fee thing, you know, if you don't know about what's, what's going on, it, it kind of sounds like you're like, Oh, I'm just charging fees to charge fees. But the, the thing that gets lost in there is that in order to charge a fee, you have to bring a certain amount of value. Right. And so that's the thing that I've learned from all of the coaching programs that I have is that if there's a fee there, there's a, there's some value that's bringing, that's being brought for that fee to be there. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's one thing that I've really picked up on here. Cause I'm like, man, people are charging all these fees. Like, where are they coming from? What are they doing? But there is a reason behind, you know, why that's actually there. And I think that's partly, I think that also gets lost kind of in this story too, is like part of the reason why I'm coaching with you is because of the person that you are right. And the value that you bring to people's lives, you know what I mean? And so I knew, obviously, if you're, you know, if Jerry's friends with you and, and, and Jerry's working around with you, like there's, there's, you know, you've got to be, there's some level of trust there, you know? And so that's just kind of what I'm seeing with this whole thing as well, just how the relationships work and, and who you're in business with, <laughs> even through your story, yes, right? sir. <laughs> hopefully you don't have to, hopefully you don't have to bump your head the way you did, but yes. that, that's a big factor. 
Yeah, and I and I love I, I guys like you guys that are actually action takers. You know, especially in our program, where we try to do everything we can to weed out the the window window watchers or window shoppers and try to make sure that they're people that'll take action. And you're obviously one of those people. And uh, so it's 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 amazing to have you in there and the questions that in value you bring. But the power of of being in a in a situation with real estate is right now, like for example, in America, there's 29 trillion dollars in retirement accounts that can be invested in real estate. And so when and that's 20, that's a T, that's a big, that's a big, big old capital T. There's a lot, there's so much capital chasing deals out there that you you'll never run out of cap. I I, I have three calls this week with people, all three of them over eight hundred thousand dollars. Like, what do you have? All of them. And so it's one of those things where you're like sitting here because people are selling properties right now because the market's so hot, right? So what are they going to do with that money? Well, most people want to move that into a some sort of investment. And this is the power of what, you know, what we're doing and, you know, what you're going to be doing, Jacoby, and you're going to be crushing it and, and Jerry as well. And so it's one of those things where you keep, you keep, keep going, but you're right on that value. I back up with that value piece, you know, the, the value that you bring to an investor, you know, you're the one finding the deal, you're the one raising the money, talking to the bank. I mean, you're, it's, it's on the back of your knowledge, right? You're even you being in the program and you're learning all this and it gives you a chance that, like nobody's paying for your time. Right. And so that, that fees is, is it, it pays you to, to, be, you know, to go and figure it out. Right. That's the, uh, by the way, that's the opposite of college. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the opposite, of, the opposite of college. And I'm a former college speaker and that's the opposite of college. You pay to get a degree, but this they'll pay you to learn. So yeah. it's a, all the, remote the rest of your life. You got that right. The one thing that uh, just popped in my head as we're talking, and it's so important about who we put ourselves around and the people. And like, I had asked you the question, who did you call? And you called Kevin. And so like, just looking at just even the three of us. So I know Kevin because of you, uh, you know, Jacoby because of me, Jacoby trusted you because of my relationship yeah. with him, that landmark coach that we're talking about. <laughs> I've trusted him because Jacoby's yep. in his program. And so oh. it's just this, uh, and it, it's just so powerful in making sure you're putting yourself around the good, right people. And, and as, as I'm growing like that list that list of people that I see that I'm, I'm close to and that I trust is just like, they're all just great people. And, yeah. and, but that took effort. I didn't have that before I, before I made a point to start seeking that out. Totally. Totally. And sometimes I think what people don't talk about with that, cause you're hundred percent right, Jerry, I mean, the relationships are it. What people don't talk about is the more successful you get, the smaller that number becomes, first of all, is that will become down to three, four, five people. You know, you won't have 50 people that you you do that with. It'll it'll become a trusted group of advisors. But I mean, Jim Rohn said, you know, we're the average of the five people we hang around most, right? I mean, his famous quote. And so you think about that, you want your income to go up, look around, right? I mean, if you're if you're hanging out with 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 people that are making 100 grand a year, you're getting hundred thousand dollar ideas. You want to jump that to a half a million, you better hang out with people that make you look stupid. And, uh, and so as Dan Kennedy said, you want to be the, the dumbest person in every room. And, uh, and so, but you're absolutely right, dude, that is, uh, that is, that is killer. And what I've realized, that's actually the, my favorite part of all of business is the relationships. Like I love people. Like that's just my nature. That's been my favorite part of all, whether coaching or being a student in coaching programs or doing, I just love the relationships. When I go into, you know, Lexington, I'm going to have lunch with my broker, whether he has a deal for me or not. I just love hanging out with him. We were there a couple of weeks ago. We went to Keeneland, which is the big 
it's essentially the Kentucky Derby of, of, uh, you know, the races, you know, we were having fun watching the horse races, uh, just hanging out. You didn't have a deal. It just, we're just chilling. I just love the relational side of all of this because you're hundred percent right. It changes everything. Man, some good, good stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys, man. This yeah. was, this was great. I haven't been able to talk about the, uh, I haven't talked about the, uh, the, this story in too long, man. This was, this was helpful to me. Man, that's a great, yeah, that is an absolutely, man, that was just awesome. I'm glad I got to hear it too, because now it just gives more legs to, like I said, who you are and, and listening to you as well. And then, uh, I don't know, Jerry, you got anything else or? No, I think uh, we're, we're good. Yeah, I, I always feel like uh, when we wrap up a really good solid interview, I'm like, oh, we got to have them on again, you know, because there's so much more that you could just keep talking about. And now I see why guys like uh, Joe Rogan do three hour podcasts because <laughs> that long form conversation That's is so true. nice. <laughs> Goes forever. And they're all watched. His watch time is crazy. Like they yeah. get watched a lot. You know, a lot of value there for sure. Yeah, totally. So what, uh, is there anything that uh, you'd like to let folks know that maybe we didn't ask you? And then after that, uh, where can people find you? And I would, I would highly encourage people to write down wherever you're going to say that they can find you at, because uh, it could change your life is what I'm going to tell you. So yeah. What did we not ask you? Or if there's anything else you want to add and then where can folks find you? What's this uh, podcast? No, I, you guys did a great job with the interview today. Um, I, I, I would encourage everybody if you are not in some sort of doesn't have to be mine or anybody else, you know, anybody I know, but if you're not in some sort of, I mean, one of the key things you heard everybody say here today, we're all in different masterminds and groups and people that are investing in us. Like we're investing in it. We're paying to be in there, me included. But if you're not in some sort of mastermind or group, get in it, it changes everything. Some of my best relationships in my life are from people I've met in success groups like that. So that's one thing. Think it, you know, think and grow rich. One of the 13 success principles is mastermind, right? Being around other people. So that's the, I would say out of everything we've talked about today, whether you're working through a hard storm or you're trying to get to the next level of success, or you want to have a better marriage, you've got to get around people that have that. And so get, get in a group for sure. Get in something that, that can, that can inspire and, and sharpen you and make you maybe even a little uncomfortable and angry at times to push you to the next level. So that's one thing. But yeah, uh, you, anybody can always reach me um, at mike at powerupprealestate.com or uh, that's just my email. Or you can go to powerupprealestate.com and you can see our see what we're doing and what we're up to. You know, we always have different things going on. And so we're, uh, you know, more more welcome to check us out there. Or you can just email me directly. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably, you know, you've, you've, you've got your head on straight because uh, what they're what they're talking about here is so important because if you if you make a million bucks but lose your family that ain't that ain't win and so um or or whatever you know or you know have an amazing family but feel unfulfilled financially that's not a win either um and so you know so i, I love what you guys are doing but yeah you can find me mike at powerfullestate.com and i can answer any questions or you know whatever you can hop on a call and see how we can help you well we really appreciate you coming on and uh make sure you hit him up thanks a lot mike Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.